0: Welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin. And I am your co-host, Trevor. Yeah. Trevor's back. That's right. You guys get a double dose of fun. Well, that was like a week ago. It's not like a double dose. You weren't on this weekend when I did that. a double dose. I mean, like I am two times as awesome as you. Ergo, double dose. (laughs) Mm, mm, What you're hearing in the background, folks, would be a fight to the death between two feral animals. Yep, that's my... My dog. It's Drake and Jack's hanging out with us while we, while we record yet another fine episode for you listeners. And uh, yep, that's that's the dogs too. It's great. The whole gang's here. Why? Why is the small? Why is the smaller one smarter than the big one? He's not. He's not. I promise. It doesn't sound like it, but he definitely is. Uh, <clears throat> so we are. We're going to tackle, uh, at least try to tackle, most of what is left over from uh, the grab bag questions that Lexi and I started mm-hmm. a while ago, honestly. You let me read these, so I'm kind of excited to, to hear what people yeah. have to like ask you. Oh, I mean, Ask us. Ask us. I'm a part of this. I, c- I contribute and stuff. <clears throat> these are questions that all came in from our email box. I'm not going to give anybody's email address, but we will read the questions and try to respond accordingly, um, at least to the best of our abilities. Uh, before we get into the questions, I want to make sure we take the time to say thank you to our supporting sponsors here at The Prepared Mindset. First up, EclipseHolsters.com. Guys, if you're looking for a holster, can't say it any easier than this, any plainer than this, check out Eclipse. Guys, they make great products, uh, and they have, outs- I mean, really outstanding customer service uh, in, in the world today, right, in the industry today. Great companies set themselves apart by the level of service that they provide, whether that's lifetime warranties, whether that's fast shipping, whether that's an extremely high quality product. And Eclipse actually hits on all three of those. They hook us up with a discount code prepared mindset, all one word, and you guys will save 20% off of your order. So whether it's just a holster, a mag carrier, a dump tray, whatever it is, 20% off the order. Additionally, you guys spend over 99 bucks, you get free two day FedEx shipping and they guarantee your order will be in the mail in three business days or less. It's pretty outstanding stuff. Super proud to be part of their ambassador team. Can't recommend them enough. EclipseHolsters.com. Again, our code, prepared mindset, will save you twenty percent off your order. Also, MyMedic.com. Whatever you guys need for whatever life throws at you, head over to MyMedic. We have the code, mindset twenty, to save twenty percent off. On whatever you need, really, truly, whether you need a IFAC kit or I'm sorry, theirs is the MyFAC, right? That's their flagship product. That's what I carry in my vehicle. Whether you need something for the boat, for your trips on, out on the bike, for our four-legged companions, MyMedic has a solution for each of those contingencies. And if you, already have a, a, if you already have a kit, you just need some pieces. You just need to add some things. They sell all their components separately and package separately. So that all you got to do is add them into your kit and you're good to go. Again, they gave us the code Mindset20. It's going to knock 20% off your order, and they did just recently roll out the rewards program, so all your purchases will start building points for you to uh, earn back all kinds of free shit, so go check them out, MyMedic.com, another supporting partner here at The Prepared Mindset. You can also access our affiliate link through our Facebook offers page for MyMedic, as well as our link tree on our Instagram if you guys use our affiliate link, you can still use code MINDSET20 to save 20% off, but it just makes sure that 10% of whatever you spend comes back to support us here at the Prepared Mindset Podcast. <laughs> Lastly, Dry Fire Mag. Great tool. Can't say anything else. It's a great tool. If you're, if well you are even, money. Re- yeah, it's, it, they're fantastic and some of the best money that you'll spend. If you are even remotely interested in improving your shooting, you have a SIG, a Glock, an m and a Springfield. Head over, use our link in our offers page or our link tree right again through Instagram. Pick up a dry fire mag today. Or if you want to wait a couple weeks, they should be rolling out the smart dry fire mag and get to training. It'll be great, great money spent. You will not regret it. Awesome, awesome training tool. Again, that's dryfiremag.com. Okay, so... Let's let me go so this. Is there a is there a method or you just want to like dive in? You just want to mm-hmm. go ahead first. Oh my god, is that list redacted? Oh well, I mean it, it's a it's a list that was compiled a while back. So yeah, I mean I, I, I knocked off the ones that um that have already been covered oh. in the last episode. I was thinking there was like something good on there that maybe like regular folk weren't allowed to see. But. Oh no, no, it's not redacted. I mean I guess I could redact it, but I feel like it would give us a lot more credibility on like the dark web. I don't think that's gonna I don't think we have any credibility, let alone getting we're not getting any more anytime soon i think that's a safe assumption that's probably true but it's cool to pretend yeah uh and we're no no it's not (laughs) (laughs) All all right so what do we got okay so first question yep uh best choice for home defense an ar a handgun shotgun or i guess other I'm not sure what other means. Other could be a lot of things. So, the most impactful video I've ever seen was on YouTube because I was asking myself the same questions. The most impactful video ever. Or just for this. Just question. for just for this. Oh, the, okay. No, no, the yeah. most impactful YouTube video that I ever watched was significantly different. But, yeah, we can't. Um, we can't um, talk this one about was better. uh I th- I want to say it was the Tactical Rifleman and he kind of put it in a context that was just very Meaningful because it, you know, it was him with a dummy and he was an intruder with his arm around the person's neck. Okay, so you've got like this little four by six piece of skin that's like the side of my face. What are the odds if you use a shotgun, you're you're not also going to pepper your wife's face with buckshot? (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, well. Which which kind of, you know, had that moment of clarity. It's like, okay, so the shotgun is immediately out because if I'm coming out well, of a you know <clears> throat> I'm throat> I'm out of a, a fresh days and I'm grabbing my shotgun next to the bat, See, I throw I, a slug into the I, chamber. You know what? And I, I get what you're getting at there and what he was getting at. But I mean you can also download a shotgun, right? If you if you if you load your shotgun so it, it alternates between buckshot and a slug, yeah. you could just download from that buckshot round to your slug if you really want to take that shot, I mean, most people probably wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. You're, you're dealing with a lot of hypotheticals, but that's a good point. Um, the spread is something to be considered, although it's not as it's not as wide as people like to make it seem. It's it's really not, but in close quarters, you know, and then you got to worry about the wadding that follows. I mean, that's that's true. Um, me, personally. It is, it is also the best option if you are concerned with overpenetration, you know, uh, over-penetration. because it spreads out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> Bing bong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's not gonna—you have a much greater chance of your interior walls stopping those projectiles sure. if you were to miss or something than a handgun or uh, an AR or some kind of rifle platform. Um, so it is very situationally dependent. Um, your marksmanship skills are obviously a great consideration uh, if you're home, right? If you have a—if you have a siding home versus brick, right there. You just brought up marksmanship skills. Yeah, I have none. So that, combined with ammo capacity is why it's out of the conversation, especially if I'm woken up all bloodshot eyed at three o'clock in the morning, something's going bump in the night. Because for me personally, I want that AR-15. I want 30 rounds of freedom mm-hmm. being dispensed at my fingertips because statistically speaking, most people don't break into houses alone. They bring their friend or maybe yeah. two. Ammo so, capacity is a big consideration. And that's, he, and as Hollywood has taught us, the yeah, double tap the, is invaluable. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm let's use Hollywood. I'm, I'm prepared. Let's use Hollywood to justify the argument. There's, there's almost everything in my life. Full proof. Yes. Full proof. But, I mean, you are right there. The statistics do support that. You know, there <coughs> is usually more than just one guy. Um, it's one of the first things that we learned in our CPL class when we took it. Um, Mike, who was a retired sheriff, uh, training sergeant with the the county sheriff here. Um, you, you know, it look. It, it, you hear it a lot on... Like Instagram and YouTube these days, as you know, always be looking for work, uh, but look for the other guy, right? Bad guys usually travel in groups. There's usually more than just one of them. They almost always have a buddy either breaking in with them or as a lookout, <clears throat> you know. So capacity is a consideration to some degree, right? Although you, you can't get, you, you really shouldn't get that wound up in the statistics because. You can also say, well, most engagements last seventeen seconds, you know, or twelve seconds, or, or less than seven rounds are fired. Well, I it's... mean, agreed. We don't want to get bogged down in the math. Mm-hmm. However, I'm just saying, if there's more than one guy, I don't trust my ability to put one down and then acquire a new target with a shotgun at three o'clock in the morning, especially yeah. not with my shotgun, because I think we can both agree it is a tremendous piece of crap. Not oh, Stevens three twenty. Savage, Savage three twenty. Sorry, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, shotguns. The nice thing about them is that they are usually pretty cheap for a very basic weapon system. Right. Um, they don't really jam. I mean, they can, but pump it's sh- rare. Pump shotguns yeah. are fairly reliable. Mechanically speaking, um, they're pretty. And there isn't a need for a whole ton of training on them. But I mean, that you can also apply a lot of training to. I guess. <clears throat> it's very situationally dependent. What I keep next to my nightstand may be different than what you keep next to yours. Uh, I keep a Glock next to the nightstand, nine millimeter with hollow points. Um, my, my Glock has a light on it. I also have a handheld that I, the same handheld light that I carry with me daily. It's taken off every night and gets put on the nightstand. So I have a white light. I have a nine millimeter. Um, and it has a red dot sight. you know? So, um, Do we think there's any viewers to the Ryan approach <clears throat> the the just cock the gun and they'll know what's up and they'll run away. Oh okay, I should have specified the other Ryan approach oh what. Um, he, doesn't, he didn't at the time. This gentleman did not believe in firearms. He had a katana sword, and he um well, yeah. Well, kids, there's no other way to say it. He sleeps in the nude, so he would get up with uh, the twig and berries dangling in the wind, <laughs> yeah. and that combined I, with a combination what? of screaming and wild hand movements. And this this sounds really stupid, but this I swear to God, I was that was at a bonfire at my house when this story was or this this proposed methodology was shared with us. Yeah. Um. That. The uh, psychological warfare combined with the reach of a katana was <laughs> how badly would that mess you up if somebody just like ran at you screaming and their dong is just like bouncing around? You're like, wait, what is happening? I, I mean, I'd probably be pretty scarred, but they're gonna have more holes in them. Absolutely, you know, something about a nine millimeter. And I mean, are, it, you it, are you stopping? Are you still acquiring center mass, or are you trying to hit it? Oh my god, I don't. I, I mean, if he's coming at me down the hallway, it's gonna be pretty hard to not hit him. You know? No, no, no. It, it. Not him. Oh, I'm not gonna be aiming for that. The dangler. Oh no. No. God. That's it's a horrific plan. And he's actually it's not the first person that I've ever heard say something stupid like that. I have I've right. heard people say, Oh yeah, I have a tactical advantage because i i sleep with a red light on and that way i can see oh yeah his eyes adjust adjust to the light faster which i mean there is some science to support that but it's kind of a it's kind of an i'm sorry uh, that's stupid yeah it's an asinine way to to justify your level of uh unpreparedness what the unpreparedness yeah it's the absence of having an unprepared mindset if you will wink wink nod nod yeah um so i mean it it, to answer the question um it, it really is subjective and contextually based um i can just tell you i i have a handgun next to the bed yep, um same. my my fear with or at least where i live with an ar is just the over penetration right. with a rifle around houses are too close together yeah. it's not a viable option um, if you live out in the country by all means go for a rifle oh, if you're sure. not worried about the over penetration if you're not worried about hitting your neighbors just because how much distance is there well, i think a nine millimeter yeah. hollow point it's not going to over penetrate because it's going to mushroom on contact it's going to harvest it's, a bit more meat yeah it's it's, uh, it's I mean, penetration's always something to be uh, weary of, right? I mean, marksmanship, you you are accountable, right? Every time you pull that trigger, so... I'm always mindful um, of penetration. Oh, God. Bing! That's two. Yeah. Uh, Any hoodles. Um, Yeah, so there there you go. That's kind of my approach to that one. It's very subjective. There's not, like, a clear answer to that. So I think Um, that kind of puts that question to rest, right? Nope. Not even close. What do you mean? What you I, keep for home defense? You keep a handgun. I yeah. keep a handgun. Question oh, answered. Oh yeah, every then therefore every one of our viewers should do the same thing. I mean, I would take my advice. I'm a delight. No, fair. I would say make your own. Do your own research. Yes. I absolutely. would say make up your own mind okay, so that's your then own. Well, how about we say for your and I purposes? Yes. Mm-hmm. We prefer handguns because we live in a fairly densely populated suburbanite area. Where the yeah. houses are approximately what twenty feet apart, thirty feet apart, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Okay. That's yeah, that's yeah. what I'm. I'm. i comfortable making that decision, and Facts. that's what I. Me that's too. what I use. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, <clears throat> next question: um, Glock versus Sig versus M&P, and why? Ooh, well, I mean, we both run Glocks. Yes, but that's because I'm cheap and you already had an M and P. So, well, yep. I do own, I do own two M and P's. Um, and I own two Glocks. My wife, my wife runs a Glock. Um, so, I mean, I think consensus, we would say go with Glock. Um, right. Um, justification being it's kind of, it, it's like the Toyota Corolla of handguns. Um, mm. not great to look at, right? Runs forever on whatever you put in it. Um, and parts are cheap and easy to come across. You know, uh, can we call it the Honda Civic of handguns? Honda Civics are is cooler. <sighs> yeah, I mean you get the you get the analogy though, right? right? No, I get it. It's um, it's not pretty. It's not flashy. It's not the sexiest. It just thing, runs. but it, it just runs. It gets yeah. the job done. It gets it done reliably. And if you slap enough aftermarket parts on it, people on the internet will think you're cool. <laughs> They'll think you're way better at whatever you're doing. Yes. Than, yeah. Look at that guy. He's clearly dropped two thousand dollars into his four hundred dollar Glock. You know, he must people, be a really good shot. That's that's actually become a, an argument online for why people think the clocks suck because they're only good if you put $1,500 into them and it's because that's not true. people have... That's I mean, it's I know it's not, but it just happens so often. There's, so there's no a reason why police and law enforcement mm, largely have switched over to NMILS, the clock yeah. platform as a whole. Yeah, I mean, and <clears throat> those other options, SIG and M&P are not, man, not bad choices either. You know, no. uh, SIG is just, I think, a little bit more expensive than what it ought to be, but it's SIG. SIG You're getting is, that fine German engineering. Well, and sig did kind of rush uh the 365 and the 320 to market mm-hmm. um any of you guys listening that, that followed that launch a couple years back you know there was issues with the firing pins and the drop safe uh oh, yeah. drop safeness got that initial contract, of yeah. the 320 if you drop the 320 on the back plate at just the right angle you could actually discharge the pistol um which is a problem right because striker fired firearms are supposed to be Drop safe. safe. That's that's the allure to that versus a hammer-fired weapon. So, um, and, and SIG made it right. You know, they, they recalled it. And by all accounts, um, you see a lot of people that run 320s. They're the M17 if you're in the military now, right? Uh, a lot of people love it. A ton of people love their 365. I know Sam and Rob both run 365s. Oh, sure, um, yeah. They love theirs. Absolutely. I just have – we have big hands. Um, right. And when I was looking for a firearm, I, I went with a 43X. Uh, simply because I I wanted more grip length, and a little bit girthier of a handle. Nothing, N- th- girthy doesn't give. It. I'm sorry. Should that have sparked something? Okay. Oh okay. So, um, and and M and not bad either. Um, I think M and second generation, and now I guess you could consider it their third gen now that they like changed to a flat face trigger. Yeah, the trigger shoe is kind of like what killed it for me on the M and P. Uh, yeah, I I changed. I got an Apex trigger shoe in my. Gen 1 full-size M&P. I will say that they look prettier than the Glock, but the the conversation stopper for me has always been, Glock's design and engineering has largely been the same since its inception in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. So I want you, you guys at home, if you've got these handguns or you're ever at the store and you're you're in this particular conundrum, I want you to pop the slide off. Okay, don't take the barrel out, but pop the slide off of a Glock and off of an M&P and then just flip them over. And what you see is going to be largely very similar. The same thing with SIG. Why? Because Glock largely pioneered the striker fire concept. Uh, concept yeah, and design. design. Uh, at one point, I don't know if they still <clears> are. <throat> at one point, I believe, and you can tell me if I'm wrong on this. Smith and Wesson was actually paying Glock several million dollars a year for the design rights. Th- that was that was the case. It was because of the Smith and Wesson Sigma, which a lot of um, I forget what the videos recall on YouTube back in the day. Iraq veteran eighty-eight eighty-eight, and then his. Uh, his buddy, who unfortunately passed away, were doing video reviews on different firearms. It was one of the gun shop, uh, the gun yeah, shop channel. It was in a gun yeah. shop, um, but they used to call it the ghetto Glock, right? Because yeah. the Sigma looked, and now it's it the SD9VE. Yeah, um, They look remarkably similar to a Glock. And I know a lot of people went out and bought them because they were like $300 guns, thinking that you would get the same performance, the same reliability, and the same aftermarket support as a Glock. Instead um, you got none of those things. Yeah, instead they're not terrible guns. There just isn't a lot of support. It's hard to find holsters for them and stuff. So I mean, it, and it was really to save about 150 bucks. That's really all you were getting. And if you were, you know, diligent about your sales, more like 85 to 100 realistically. Yeah. I mean, I, sp- I think I spent 400 or 450 on my Gen 1 M&P. Um, <clears throat> I never saw one of those sd 9s below 300. So I mean, it really it really didn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, end of the day, yeah. you, you can you can pay for the name, you can pay for some flashy design, mm-hmm. but honestly, if you're looking for no frills, you're looking for reliability, I think a Glock is the way to go. They've been doing it the longest, and clearly they're doing it right, and because everybody is kind of, I don't want to say copy, copying, but they're to a certain point, they're emulating what Glock did, yeah. because it just and works. there's a reason why when holster companies are starting out, when they release new models of holsters, when there's new weapon lights that hit the market, new accessories that hit the market it is marketed specifically towards glocks first because well, it's just they own a majority of the market share yeah. it's just good business yep yeah. exactly that's why you look at uh, a lot of holster companies out there and if they're pioneering a new appendix rig if mm-hmm. they're uh trying something new with their light bearing technique or, or mold process whatever what are the you know I, I i think i specifically remember bravo concealment when they came out their torsion holster um that, that by design the holster without any kind of wing or anything was designed to help pull the gun closer into your body for the first like year, all they made was right-handed models for the Glock 19 and 17, and, I, and maybe the I'm 26. sure they did very well off of that. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what most people carry, and most people are right-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> eventually, they added the light bearing, right? And then mm-hmm. shortly after, left-handed. And you, you grow and expand from there. But I'm waiting um, for a company to release a left-handed flashlight. I think that's a, a, a niche of the market that has not flat- been drive. Why don't you stop and think for a second about what you just said. It's cylindrical. The grooving, though. What are you talking about? Moving on. All right, what's the next question? A left-handed question? What's next flashlight. We've we like got a, a lot to get through. The viewers don't have time for your it's shit. It's like a left-handed spatula. It, there's no such animal. Listen, a left-handed spatula does exist. The slant at the end of the spatula cuts the other way. There is clearly a top and a bottom <laughs> to any good spatula. Oh God. Okay, before we get into the the finer points of, we can uh, have that conversation. of utensils and cutlery. Um. <clears throat> Essential supplies you keep on hand in the event of emergency. What should you have? Okay, what are we calling on hand first? Like, in the home, in the car, on my person? Um, I mean, I guess I'll I'll answer by saying what I have in the home because mm-hmm. right now I work at home. Um, I spend Ooh, good call. 90% of my time at home because um, I don't need to go that. to the office. I hate so, that for you. I mean, on hand, um, I guess it's just in general, right? Because if something happens, you're going to try and get home. But... Um, <clears throat> I have, I don't want to say I have everything I have. We have some bottled, excuse me. We have some bottled water, um, radios. I have my ham radio license. So in times of emergency, when the cell phone towers may go down, the ability to transmit on your own without the need for a cell tower may be beneficial, will will likely be beneficial. You you have an additional way of gathering information and communicating with other parties. Okay. Um, dried and and non-perishable food, right? Canned goods, uh, rice, have all of those things in your cupboards. It may not be great. It's not the meal you're going to fucking love, but you'll have food. Uh, You should also, I mean, it goes without saying, we talk about shooting a lot thus far and on this podcast, but ammo, right? Um, Preferably hollow points for self-defense. But realistically, if you get into a, well, I mean, let's call this an emergency or a shit hit the fan or whatever, you're going to take what you can get. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would take range ammo, practice yeah. ammo, ball ammo, whatever the hell you can get your hands on. Yeah, I would, I yeah. I, as and, long and, as it'll cycle, I'm fine with yep. it. Uh, I have at least 1,000 rounds of 5.56 5, yep. um, and at least 1,000 rounds of 9mm at all times. That's what I feel. There's also two people in my household, though, that shoot um, or can shoot. So, you know, you figure out what number makes sense for you Um, And plan accordingly off of that. Um, It is also good to have the supporting gear that goes with that. So a plate carrier, um, a belt, holster, right? Uh, A chest rig. If you can't afford a plate carrier, go with a chest rig. Okay. Next best Uh, thing. Yeah. I mean, there's actually a lot of guys that say they prefer having soft armor or a chest rig as opposed to having hard armor. Well, it's, it's very expensive to have lightweight, effective armor. And a lot of guys, a lot of people, I shouldn't even say guys, a lot of people, right? Women too, getting into this, don't want to spend the money up front on plates because you're sometimes looking at four to to $1,200 a plate. If you're, depending what you're looking at, right? It can get expensive. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I have the basics on hand, and obviously, uh, you know, I have a couple medical kits around the house with varying uh, levels of uh, supplies. You know, I usually have a EDC medic with me, which is just a chest seal and some uh, clotting gauze and a pair of gloves and a tourniquet. Um, in my vehicle, I usually carry with me a MIFAC. That can that that can aid and address up to about four people. Um, so that's kind of the, the point of escalation. Um, and then always try to have some of your medication on hand too. <clears throat> you know, even little things like ibuprofen, yes. vitamins, um, Tom's, I'm going to be yeah, that guy. If, if, yeah, if you have, if you suffer from acid reflux, have that medication cause that can make <clears throat> you miserable right away. Um, any prescription medication, try and have a week or two in reserves. If you can talk to your doctor about it. Um, not, you're probably gonna be fighting an uphill battle if it's, um, an opioid, if you're if you're whatever if your situation requires that you're on that kind of meds um just know you're probably not going to get it but at least try um or if there's some kind of substitute and then the last thing i will say is have blankets have jackets and spare uh clean you know socks and underwear um you know from a hygiene standpoint those changing those things are pretty essential you get you know trench foot or the uh, the crotch rot yeah, the, the <laughs> i don't want to be rot. that guy but i mean the itchy yeah. scratchy you know in a in a bug out situation or you know when there's a yeah. mass blackout or something having to go picking through your pumpkin patch to you know like Ooh, dealing with any of that stuff is not a good not time fun. and not proper fun. hygiene mm-hmm. will go a long way so i guess in that extent too you can say by the way i'm assuming it's not fun i'm not saying that because i've actually been unhygienic for course multiple days at a time of course you're a model of cleanliness listen i never smell I almost, sorry, I almost never smell. I almost, I almost never smell. smell. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I guess I would also say, you know, have your basic hygiene products, soap and yep. uh, like a toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, sure. dental hygiene. I, I briefly touched on that with uh, Conan Kilgore. when We had him on at the beginning of the year. It's something that's really overlooked in the field. And, you know, if you got uh, you got a toothache, you got a rotten tooth or something, or a cavity that that gets infected or something. That can lead to abscess. You can die it's, from that shit. Yep, you can die from an abscess, which yep. all starts off of uh, a bad tooth. It can go right. south real quickly. Absolutely, it um, can. So I know that that's kind of a roundabout way of answering that one. I mean, I don't know what what you keep in your vehicle or anything while you're so out and about. I I have a a not like a special first aid kit, not a fancy one like yours, but I have a a large first aid kit. It was purchased at Walmart, so it's not. Uh, Super crazy. It doesn't have it doesn't have a chest seal. It does have gauze. It has multiple different sizes of bandage, trauma shears, uh, antibiotic ointments and wipes. Um you know, stuff like that. It's it's not super high end, but it gets the job done. It has saved my butt in multiple different situations. Um we get home, I do have a um let's call it like a gear bag that does have a larger um first aid kit in it that Mm -hmm. uh i don't know where that came from but it's got like a poncho it's got a heat blanket one of those tinfoil ones yeah one of the emergency Um, blankets to help it's got uh, flares glow sticks i have a compass i have a crank radio flashlights pocket knives um in terms of ammo you know i've got about 1100 rounds of nine millimeter and i want to say probably close to 500 600 rounds of 556 yeah um and then maybe 150, 200 rounds of shotgun ammo and varying tasty flavors and calibers. Not them yeah, calibers, they're all twelve gauge but you know, bird yeah. shot, buckshot, <clears throat> um, slugs. It's it's tough. Uh, I mean I fully acknowledge it's it's tough with the ammo piece of it just because you do. The scarcity the last two years has been real. Yeah, I mean, you do still want to train, right, when you can um, so that you're mm-hmm. basically just consuming and not really replenishing. Well, and that was why, even though I'm a cheap ass, I did purchase my dry fire mag because yeah. it allowed me to simulate all that.
1: Yeah, there's um, definitely
0: stuff you can In terms of, like, what I keep them. around the house, I'll be the first person to say um, I would die after about a week because I've only got a few cans of soup. got a couple cans of that fruit cocktail because, you know, I like my dessert. Yeah. Um, I have enough toilet paper to probably last a normal person a couple weeks. Oh, good call. I know when uh, when lockdown first set in, dude, there were all the memes. There were the videos online. You knew somebody who installed paper. a bidet in their house. Like that's like next level. But what are you gonna do if yeah. like the water gets shut down? You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that was ever a possibility. But it's like, yeah, you know, I'm outsmarting the toilet paper shortage. I'm just gonna blast cold water on my bungalow hole and I'm gonna let the <laughs> let that do the work for me. Yeah, I mean, so, toilet paper and, and I, I include that under basic hygiene. It kind of goes without mm-hmm. saying, but I guess it is it is worth saying out loud. You should have, um, and I think any man that's listening to this already has that emergency underwear. Like, oh, you know, like that yeah. that pair that, like, maybe there's a hole in it, maybe the elastic ain't quite where it used to be, but you keep it tucked <laughs> into a drawer somewhere in case, like, laundry yeah, gets a yeah, little scary Yeah, I keep mine I, I hermetically definitely have- sealed in a Ziploc that says Code Brown on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I could I could absolutely see yeah. that. Yeah, you just need to, um, you know, you stuff like that. But it, I man. also like to keep, you know, like antibacterial ointment, um, itch cream, burn yeah. cream. Your basic. Um, I mean, and a lot of that, and a lot of that in a small amount comes in yeah. your standard first aid kit. Right. Um, if, well, I if, also if keep. A and this is person, where Trevor yeah. differs above everybody else because I go that extra mile in a lot of facets of my life. I have like two gallons of mouthwash on deck. Almost always, I don't because I do tell you yeah. shit. Hitting the fan is no excuse for gingivitis. Okay, <laughs> well we just if, talked you're about sitting that there, you're wondering where that. your next meal is going to come from if you're going to survive the day. The last thing you want is the person sitting next to you to have freaking stank breath. All right, I'm a That's considerate, true. considerate person. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I think we, I think we beat, we beat we that one significantly head. to death. Right? Yeah. Okay. We'll okay moving on. What death. else you got? Um, preferred bourbon to drink. Oh, I mean, what kind of scenario, though? I knew you're gonna fucking make this something stupid. Well, no, 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 no. Answer. Listen, there's, like, there's right no now, right answer to this question without more context. I, all right. So for those of you listening, yeah, I mean, okay, go ahead. This go ahead is this is thing. what I'm passionate about. But okay, I need you to give me some context. I need you to give me a scenario, and I will choose a bottle, but it will only be something that I have in my collection or is easily attainable. I I really don't give me think a situation. I, Come on, help me out here. The, people listening don't want me to just throw stuff at them. They need context. They need you to paint a picture in that rich, vivid detail that only you can. I uh, no. I mean, what's your your preferred bourbon to drink on a uh, an average Friday night if you're just trying to relax, no special occasion? Okay, trying to relax. Try Was it a good day at work or a bad day at work? And I won't ask you any more questions. Usually, it's a well, it's a Friday, so it's a good day. A good day, I'm gonna want something um I want something fun, something a little bit complex. I would say maybe so if you're a rye person, I really enjoy Sagamore double. Uh, rye. See, this said bourbon? This said okay. bourbon. Oh, excuse, Rye is trash. Me. Okay, does it gonna it be allocated there? Master of questions. Oh, I, I mean if that's what you drink on a Friday evening. No, on a Friday evening, uh I don't know, maybe some makers 46 is pretty attainable. That's a, yep. a nice weeded bourbon. If you want something a little bit harsher or a little bit higher proof. Um, I like Larceny Barrel Proof. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to go wrong with an Eagle yeah. Rare. That should be if you can mostly find it. attainable if you can find it. Yeah. Um, to give you an answer that everybody should be able to find without having to like beat somebody. Oh, I know what this um, is. Yeah. I, I want to say Evan Williams Bottled and Bond, the really like, Evan Williams Single Barrel. Yeah. They're both solid picks for that $20 to $30 range. You can actually get the um, Bottled and Bond for, like, I think, the cheapest I've ever seen it was like 15 bucks. It's yeah, it's you really can get cheap. It. pretty cheap, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say special occasion pour, I mean, if you want to share, sure. My special occasion pour, I haven't actually broken into it yet, but it was this year's bottle of the year, um, and it was the Remus Repeal Batch 5. Nobody knows that is, and they're not going to find it because it was this year's batch of the year. They can find it on the internet, but yeah, I've not. I bought one bottle because it was on the shelf, and I paid all of five dollars over retail. Normally, that's against my credo, but I, I okay, bent my yeah. rules a little bit this time. Oh uh, yeah, you're a and, little um, stickler for the MSRP. Yeah, I have not seen it since since its release. Um, so yeah, I, I would go probably with the either the Elijah Craig or the Evan Williams. Yeah. Um, Elijah Craig small batch, course. Evan Williams, uh, single barrel, mm-hmm. both around thirty bucks. Um, I enjoy both. Um, actually I think the Elijah Craig small batch was my first for uh, like my first step into bourbon um, several years ago and I still enjoy it. Um, you know they, it, it's just it's a great uh, option if you're looking to get into bourbon it's not too strong not too weak uh, very easy very easy to find. Um, alternatively, you could probably go with Buffalo Trace too. Um, but I've heard in some places. It's getting harder and harder to find. Yeah, which is crazy because it's all over the joint here. Like you can't go anywhere that doesn't have Buffalo Trace. You guys want a a nice alternative to Buffalo Trace for about the same money. I recommend Boone County is pretty good. I don't know if I heard that. Um, old charter number eight is actually sneaky close to Buffalo Trace. Yeah, So So there's just something out there to look out for. Two decent options. Um, And then we're just as an FYI. Tonight we're drinking uh, store pick uh, Blanton's single barrel. Really good stuff. Um, if you can find Blanton's, buy it. Fifty to sixty bucks. Sixty dollars is retail most places. Please, yep. <clears> for the love of God, do not pay more than seventy five dollars yeah, for it's, this bottle. You'll, Use you'll that find that money it to build your kit, to build your first aid, yeah, to there's take other... your lady friend out to a nice evening at McDonald's. I like, mean, don't, yeah. don't. It's it's not, it's not worth it. Guys, no. buy it and. Like, we were literally told this at our local grocery store that when they get, they only get five or six or seven bottles in, mm-hmm. and the local party store guys will come in, buy everything they have if they can, and then they'll turn around and sell it for $200 a bottle. Mm-hmm. So four times MSRP yep, And people will pay that money because they don't know any better. Yeah. But listen, guys, and and if anyone that works at Buffalo Trace or loosely is affiliated with Buffalo Trace, this is not me knocking on Bland's. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But I think it's fantastic at $60. I think they did a lot for the whiskey industry when they pioneered the single barrel. But do I think it's worth 150 to 200 dollars? Mm. I would rather spend that money on actually another Buffalo Trace product, which is Stag Junior, or if I, I had to spend 200 bucks, Joseph Magnus cigar blend is fantastic for that money. You can just you can get so much more complexity for that. Or money. if you really aren't that up on your tasting of fine bourbon, like like me right i mean you're okay you do all right yeah but i mean i'm not it's not my thing right so it could be if you you know take the money and and roll it into something else go buy go buy a couple tourniquets or something that's Mm -hmm. you know and then save a little bit of money and and get a a halfway decent normal bottle or go the other way and buy multiple bottles at a cheaper price so you can kind of expand your palate a little bit like just don't spend don't blow your wad on one bottle yeah unless you really know what you're doing i'm telling you you right now you're going to be disappointed yeah. You are. You it's not, it doesn't. It, it's enjoyable. It does not drink like. It eight. doesn't hit like a two hundred dollar bottle. I'm no. telling you, if you spend anywhere near that, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Point blank. Um. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Get a good one. Dig in there for something good. Let's go with. Uh, everything that happened the last two years got me thinking. I need to change and be more prepared. Where do I even start? Um, YouTube. Well, let's. The Prepared yeah. Mindset Podcast. Yeah, I mean, you're here, I guess, so that's that's kind of a that's a good start, I suppose. Not that we're very good at this, because I think we're pretty bad at this, but um, I think we name drop a couple places that might help you. But I would say, with everything, if you're referencing specifically the shit that's happened in the last two years, I think you're probably talking about um, the riots and uh, watching cities burn in the country for the name of whatever social equality or whatever yeah um i would say if you don't already i mean the the logical first step is a firearm of some variety all right i'm not gonna say quality flannel and the baseball cap of the team where you reside i mean that's what i'm wearing i don't think that's what everybody needs i own the same outfit i feel like it's a pretty good starting (laughs) point i would if you don't own a firearm buy a firearm and if you do own a firearm spend the money on training um you know, and a reasonable one. You know, don't if you have a little like fucking stripper pistol, 380 <laughs> or something that holds like five rounds. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're actively mm. polishing your what your LCP9. Um, get something better. Yeah. I mean, get a quality handgun. I mean, your Saturday Night Special will do good in a pinch, but as a home defense weapon, it's sorely going to be lacking. If you don't know what a Saturday Night Special is, it's like a throwaway gun. It's like a little piece yeah. of shit. Like a, like a Taurus. It's like a literal one and done. The firing um, pin's going to snap after one round. Like a Taurus Spectre. I think it's called the Spectre. Those things are total garbage. Or a Sky 9mm that, that mm. sells for like 250 Um, I looked at getting one of those once. Yeah, oh God. I'm once so it didn't. was turquoise and it had pearl. Hand grips, and and you looked at this for yourself. It's okay. No. I mean, hey, dude, own your uh, own. Listen, I thought it was super cool. I thought it was super cool. I thought it would be an accessory. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, so get something like a Glock 19, a Glock 17, an M and P compact, uh, Sig 320. Um, you oh, could even get a Springfield. Just get a Glock. Listen, I mean, friends. Yep, Glock, Glock 42, 43, 43X, Glock 48 that's what you need. I mean when it comes to my personal safety I accept no substitutes. I pack a Glock. If you're looking at something to to concealed carry that's you know where I would start is one of the ones right. you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, 43, 4343x4826. Um or and if don't you're just looking Gucci with it, don't try and upgrade your gun, yeah, learn to shoot just it learn as his first. And don't be that guy for the love of God. I took my younger brother to the range. I took chase with us yeah. and I'm like, here oh. shoot my Glock 19. And I made the mistake of giving him the stick mag that holds 32 rounds. And he just like, I don't even think he, he thought about how he was holding it. He just grabbed it, pointed it down rage and just mag dumped the entire thing. I'm like, yeah. first off you just wasted almost an entire box of nine millimeter. Second, um, how many of those hit where you were aiming? Well, they all hit the paper, so they uh, they hit where I was aiming. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, not, do a little uh, better than that. Yeah, I mean, if you already own a, a decent firearm, um, whatever brand it is, in all seriousness, uh, in in make sure you have a good holster if you plan on carrying it. Obviously, we wholeheartedly recommend that you check out eclipseholsters.com if you're going to carry. Um, if you already have those things... You know, I'm not trying to tell you, you need to go out and spend more money on other stuff, but train. Be competent with the weapon system. Um, past weapons training and weapons, um, I would say some of the best stuff that you can do is medical and medical training, followed very closely by learn a secondary means of communication, so uh, ham radio, um, Morse code, something like that, um, preferably both, right, Um, those are two incredibly valuable skill sets that will make you an asset to whatever network you become a part of while you're trying to survive. Um, well, to that point, it could go wrong, have a plan, have an end goal in mind, like what kind of setup you want to have? Because like, I'm the first person to admit that I like, I impulse buy and I bought a lot of crap over the years that like is nowhere near my kit anymore. Well, yeah, it's like several hundreds and hundreds of dollars that are just chilling in my workbench or in plastic totes. Just sitting there collecting dust, waiting for me to give it away to somebody. Yeah. Because I didn't really consider what did I want my weapon platform, what did I want my kit to do down the line. Yeah. Not because I didn't care, but because I didn't care enough to dedicate the time to the, the research. research. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's and I get it. You know, in today's today's culture of immediate appreciation, like I want it now. I, I think that's what I want. Like, boom, mm-hmm. go, click, 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 click. Okay, yeah, and my card verification. Yeah, that all Americans fall subject to. Yeah. Um, take the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Do some research on it and, and don't just take your favorite YouTubers or favorite podcasts, you know, recommendation on it. Uh, What we say may not work for you. Um, so it probably will. I mean, yeah, I like to think we're pretty well-rounded, but do your research and make, make an educated decision for yourself. You decide you don't need a gun. I mean, Hey, more power to you. I think you're wrong, right? I think everybody should, uh, own a firearm, but, uh, you know, I would say kind of those the, the the that's where you should start as a firearm and some decent training. You don't need to do the fancy holsters and a whole battle belt and all that shit. Yes, you do. You can get the battle belt, do it. I think get I the one where the drop holster straps to your leg. Chicks think it's awesome. You look like Han Solo from Star Wars. Mm, well, we don't because we're fat and bald. But yeah, no, but they might. I I well yeah okay. Uh, but you don't need all that if you're really truly just trying to cover your basis in the in case of. Um, situation. Get a firearm. I would say you couldn't really go wrong with a Glock 17. Very standard. Very sure. basic. Very easy to shoot. Nine um, millimeter is more plentiful than other ammos. It's usually more affordable as well. Not right. that anything is plentiful or affordable in the ammo realm, but... Right now. You know, it that in mind, always be that way. Yep. Um, it's easy to get parts for. It's easy to find a holster for. Easy to maintain um, and easy to clean. I mean, yeah. they're very simple guns. Yep. And then... Past that, like I said, uh, I would go to I would go second to medical, um, yes. or I guess medical slash uh, food preparation. Um, so what are what are those like so. three three rules to like medical? Like you want to be able to make holes. No, if I, it's, I don't think it's three rules, it's just if you have the ability to create holes, you need to have the ability to plug holes. <laughs> sure, do love plugging holes. I Bing, that's three. Yeah. Um, medical is important if you carry a firearm, which is why I put it number two on the list. Um, <clears throat> you know, you should be able to save a life if you have the ability to take a life. So that's um, solid advice. Something to consider. Um, the basics save may be your own Austin. That's true. That's true. That medical could save yourself when I have be from a gunshot wound, but I would say the basics you can carry with could you be from an angry wife. Um, who knows? Is a, uh, a tourniquet, right? A cat tourniquet is super easy to apply. Um, you can find them everywhere. FYI, if you're not spending at least 25 bucks, you're probably buying a fake one and you shouldn't do that. Um, but I mean, that should be the bare minimum. If you don't understand anything else about, uh, medical is how to apply a tourniquet. Um, past that you can kind of stair step your knowledge up. You can start building up your supplies as you go, kind of the same way you build kits. So you can add gauze, you can add hemostatic agent like sealox. Um, you know, and it kind of, it goes up from there. If you buy the pre-assembled kits, a lot of that stuff is already put there in the quantities that you need um you know so i, w- I would recommend like a my from my medic yes they are expensive um the standard ones like 125 bucks and then the pro one that i carry is i want to say like 225 but guys we i think we talked about this last week honestly um life saving equipment is not where you want to skimp and be cheap as hell you know you want to be cheap like Maybe you don't get the three hundred dollar riser mount for your red dot. Maybe you only get the hundred dollar one, or use the one that comes with it. You just know, just for the sake of conversation, Austin. How much was your red dot riser? Uh, what? The, how the, much did you spend on the riser for your red dot optic? You talk about the one on my LPVO. Mm. Or you talking about the scope mount? No, I'm talking about the one on your eleven and a half inch. My, the one oh, that's on the vice. It's got an EOTech. that doesn't that doesn't have a riser anymore. Okay. How about your optic then? The LPVO. How much was that? I know oh, that, that has a mount. That mount has QD on it. How much was that? It looks, it looks expensive. It looks <laughs> nice. It, it was. Uh, it was like 150 bucks when I got it. Maybe 200. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 200. More right? Does your wife listen to this actively? I don't. Yeah, she's a part of this. Of course, she she knows. She, as long as I don't complain about it, she's cool with what I spend on it. But I wasn't trying to conserve money when I was doing that either. Like I knew what I was getting into and what I wanted. Plus, is the Fair. the high the high rise mount. But um, so how are we doing on time? What are we looking at? Here? Uh, we're coming up on 45 minutes so we can do maybe one,
1: one two more maybe two
0: more yeah. um let's see lpvo versus a red dot and a magnifier Ooh. based off of everything you've told me lpvo <laughs> um i guess it depends on what your setup is that you're rocking you know my setup is looking badass so i'm gonna go lpvo well John Wick had one, so I have one. Yeah, I mean, looking cool is obviously super important. Eighty percent of being prepared is looking like a badass. Um, I would because say, then people won't mess with you and try to. Um, what was that phrase that we used last week? Aggressively redistribute your gear. God, yeah, they won't try to aggressively steal your shit. Correct, because if you look like a badass, I don't yeah, know where I'm going with that. Maybe but you get, my, you get the point. Um, I would say it's again, it's one of these subjective things, and there's been articles about it, there's videos about it. Um, my personal thought and feeling is if you have something over a 14 and a half inch gun, go for an LPVO. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's under that, if you got a 10.5 and 11.5, a 12.5, you should probably go with the red dot and the magnifier just cause with the, sh- the shorter barrel, right? Uh, you, the round's not going to perform as well. Oh, out to a distance. I would say maybe even consider a slight magnification red dot, maybe like a 1.5 times or 1.25. There's times. some of those uh, prism scopes out there. Um, you know, there are like three times magnifications that are fixed and stuff. You don't have right. to have an LPVO that goes, you know, one to four, one to six, one to eight. Um, there's one to tens. I think Adamall has a one to twelve now too. But um, that's mild. You know, and, insane, but. and well, I mean, and that's the thing is you, you kind of LPVOs don't do the they do fine with the magnification. If you crank them down to one, it's not always a true one power. So you really do have to make sure you spend real money on a on a quality LPVO. Um, you're looking at a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You you are truthfully um, for quality glass, and that's the cheapest I've ever I ever recommend to somebody is the Strike Eagle from Vortex. Um, for a couple reasons, I think the quality is decent for the money and vortex is a lifetime warranty. So it's it, true. It doesn't They make a damn fine product. They yeah. really do. They figured out how to make a really affordable, really good, really strong product with a lot of longevity to it. And I think so. If, if, if that's really your biggest, your biggest concern and everything is trying to build things around a best bang for buck perspective, mm-hmm. and it, which a lot of people do go vortex. They have a holographic optic, the, the UH one Huey that is, Close, kind of ugly if we're honest. It's but. it's it's close to an Eotech. It's it's pretty it is ugly and it is heavy. But if you want something that's parallax free, you want a holographic optic, they have a solution for that. They have flip-up magnifiers, they have several red dot optics, and they have a ton of scopes. Um, I know you run a strike eagle one to six or one to eight. One to six. One to six. Um, I run the Viper one to eight. Um, which is like the next step up at, yep. at what Vortex offers. So let me ask you, what did you spend on your LPVO versus mm-hmm. what do you think you spent on your your uh, holographic sight with the magnifier? So on my LPVO with the mount or without? Let's say without because without. The, it's going to come with a mount, so yeah. just without the extras. Actually, it won't. The nicer ones don't come with the mount. Okay, so like a Strike Eagle 1 to 6. I think I paid what, 250 for mine? I think you got yours around a holiday sale, so Probably, it came with yeah. their cantilever mount and you paid what, like 250, 300? i want to say it was like 240 or 250 yeah. somewhere in that range. Um, I paid 600 for my 1 to 6 uh, Viper. Okay, so then what did you pay for your EO and your magnifier? Um, well the EO itself was like 530. Okay. Um and then the magnifier, then the magnifier was because I have the ma- the micro, the Vortex micro flip-up magnifier. I want to say that was another like 250 bucks. So so you could save yourself $200 and go get yourself uh, another rescue animal like Jax. Yeah, that, I'm definitely not doing that anytime soon. He has lots of charming habits like eating the other dog's poop and digging holes under your fence. He does do both of those things. And I would not recommend a dog that does that. I mean, I love him, but don't do that. Um but yeah, I mean, it, it's a little bit situational. I mean, if you live out in the country and you have one rifle LPVO for LPVO, sure, LPVO, you need to be Hands able to down. see people. Um, the merit there to the magnification, whether it's a flip-up magnifier, because they are making those stronger now too. I think you can oh, get to sure, five yeah. times. You can get up to a five times um, now. I think um, is that I know the EO tax magnifier goes. The does too? for sure. Vortex has one now too that comes up to five times. Okay. I think aim if Eotech does, I have to imagine Aimpoint does as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not positive on that, so don't quote me. Right. Um, you know, it's just the magnifiers; they don't do as good of a job at the quality and of the image and everything as a scope does. So if you're out in the open, you have one rifle, you should probably go with a 16 inch or an 18 inch barrel because you're worried about range and performance, and you run an LPVO. That could be a two to ten that could be a one to six or a one to eight or a one to 10. Um, you know, kind of, again, do your own research, understand with your price constraints, what you can get. I will say that the, you know, like I said, the strike Eagle is as cheap as I w- would go. I know you can get stuff cheaper, like Cabela's brand stuff. I would not um, recommend that. I the, did that. I fell into that hole. And yep, it's, yep. It's easy. Um, cause they look good. Mm-hmm. um, and it might be okay. You might get one that's decent. I don't know, but you know, looking at some of these other brands out there, that they just don't hold up. You know, uh, the quality of glass, the clarity, yeah, the clarity um, the etching is, and moisture resistance. Like these are all things that yeah, you should be taking into stuff account. Stuff like uh, True Glow and Sightmark, probably not. You know, I had to save myself one hundred and fifty dollars if I would have just you know decided to spend the extra hundred the first time. Yeah, yeah, and that's something you know. It's the same as true with a red dot. Um, buy quality the first time, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to sound like a total shill for vortex here or anything, but if you're looking for a basic red dot that is going to stand up to a whole bunch of shit, their crossfire two red dot, I ran on my 11, uh, 11.5 for a long time. Um, and it's still running strong. It runs off the Aimpoint T2 footprint. You can get all kinds of mounts for it if you want. And if you upgrade later to an LPVO, you want to put that on an offset mount, they make, t2 offset mounts so you can do that again vortex is lifetime warranty you can also look at the vortex spark Um, spark or a spark well spark 2 is what spark 2 i think and that one i think runs off of instead of like the little coin size batteries like your cr123s and stuff um it runs off of actually i think i just said the wrong battery um anyway um the spark runs off of a double a so you get a nice lithium battery in there um a little more accessible, right? Depending on what your kit is. Um, if you run the little coin batteries, I can't, I'm, no, 50, that, that's not it. Anyways. Um, you know, if you run those in your illuminated scopes and your red dots and, uh, your pistol red dot sights and stuff, you have a bunch of those on hand. Cool. The CR one, two threes, I think are the ones that, yeah, they're the, the smaller batteries that we run in all of our lights. Um, it's what I run in my EOTech EXPS two, um, you know, it, try to make some of these gear decisions based off of common power sources. So you don't have to carry six different kinds of batteries right. for all six different items you, you have on you. Um try and carry two kinds of batteries for six different items. Um or three if you're counting your yeah, whatever you consolidate it makes things makes your life easier. Yeah. Um I would say from an overall performance perspective, um, you know, it depends what you're gonna be doing more of. If you're gonna be doing more close up shooting, go with the red dot. You know, um if you need to reach out, go with the LPVO. I would say they both have their merits. Um if you're looking for a best of both world experience, I, I personally I would say go red dot with the magnifier because it's gonna be cheaper. Um you can get like the Vortex Crossfire two dot and the flip up magnifier for around four hundred bucks. It's pretty good. You can't always get a decent LPVO with the mount for the same money. Um and cheap mounts are awful. Don't you know the mount? You can get the, the Strike Eagle one to six though with a mount for about two fifty. During the holidays when they're running promo sales, well, that or like Fourth of know. July, like the Freedom Sale that like you can. Uh, Palmetto State likes to run or whatever. You just got to be you got to be gotta diligent, be you got to be smart. It. If you're working on a budget, be smart, yeah. be patient. Yeah, and it, and I mean, if you really do want the red dot because you're just you're not good at using. I mean, there is a learning curve to using your scope, understanding your reticle. Your holds are much much more uh, critical when you're talking when you're talking out to a range mm-hmm. now wind becomes a much greater factor right distance um, yeah all that stuff so if you don't for you shooting your bolt gun you know like all oh, the coriolis effect is going to carry my bullet on an arc yeah i don't uh, no that's i mean yes but not for anything i'm doing you know um and if you're shooting out that far you don't you already know the answers to these questions you don't you need my ass to sit here and tell you oh no i've seen suicide squad deadpool Explains oh, yeah. it to you. Will Smith, who just smacked dead shot, Chris Rock. Sorry, Deadshot. Deadshot, right? Who yeah. just smacked Chris Rock for uh, making a joke about his wife's alopecia? Wasn't a joke about her alopecia. It was a GI Jane joke? Yes, because she has no hair. Yeah, because she has alopecia. Okay. I read that. No, that was literally it. Oh. All yeah, right. if you guys yeah. didn't watch the uh, was it the Academy Awards, or the, the Oscars, MS, whatever. The Oscars, yeah. yeah, I didn't watch them either until yeah, well, I, I saw, I saw that. Smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. It was the funniest yeah. thing ever, and also kind of the most infuriating thing ever. The fact that there's people defending that action that's what that's what gets me. I mean, going. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm why so I don't for, want to go down that rabbit hole because we don't have enough time for it, and I'm already pissed off about it as it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm all for standing up for your 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 lady, right? But um maybe don't hit somebody in the face on national television over a better uh, way a to joke which by the way he was hired to write a joke yeah that's kind of what the host that's kind of what comedians do, do right yeah. yeah at least that's, that's why my you understanding so i can't get anybody to host him anymore ricky gervais can't, won't do it anymore or it he did like get, two years in a row and it was great yeah and then he got banned because he kept making fun of the hollywood elites yeah um all right so uh we think one more uh yeah let's do a quick one find a quick one and we'll wrap this. Um, do I need to buy all this stuff? I'm afraid I'll, it'll max out my financial situation. God, no. But don't I also feel a lot this. of this to be necessary. Um, I feel like we kind of already answered a lot of different parts of this. You can put together a fairly respectable kit on a decent budget as long as you are smart, you're patient, yeah. and you have you have an idea. You've already sat down with someone who maybe knows a little bit more than you, mm-hmm. and you put together a what's called a Christmas list of everything you're going to need to build your kit to be what you need, so like for me personally, I sat down with you well after I'd already gotten done throwing a ton of money at a sixteen inch AR platform, I said I wanted something a little bit more practical for like home defense and and uh you know just just a, a general that let's call it like a not a battle rifle, but you get what I'm saying, so I yeah. ended up ordering a ten and a half inch uh AR um Different pistol brace, um, different bolt carrier. Actually, I upgraded the to the the nickel boron bolt carrier. You helped me with a muzzle device. You helped me with a with a handguard, yeah. uh, with an optic, and an optic mount. But those were all things that were pieced slowly. I think yeah. I, I found like a sick deal on an Aimpoint mount for my primary arms optic. Yeah, you. So don't, that everybody thinks I'm Gucci enough to afford an <laughs> Aimpoint. Yeah, um, you definitely don't need to do it all overnight, man. I mean, um, make measured decisions. And make smart decisions. Right. Um, you know, weigh out your purchases. Uh, <clears throat> if you're sitting here today with none of the things that we talked about, it doesn't not mean you have to, you have to be getting seven grand together to go out and buy all this kit. No. Um, if I, I would start fundamentally, like we were talking about uh, a little earlier, start with a decent handgun or rifle, your choice, right? And then you know, slowly build from there. You don't need to, after I buy the handgun, go buy a battle belt with all these pouches and all these parts and all these pieces and all this stuff I don't know how to use. um, And then go out and buy a plate carrier with plates and a radio that I don't know how to use. uh, And then I still have to buy all this ammo. And, you know, I mean, it can be it can be a daunting task to look at. So um, start with a good foundation, right? Buy a quality handgun and buy a quality rifle. Um, Quality is a is. I should say, by a budget, if, if you're looking at a budget rifle, that's subjective. m Sport 2 is a great place to start for a lot of people. I just had somebody mm-hmm. reach out to me last was, week. That was our first uh, yeah. AR. That was uh, when the Miami shooting happened still, years yeah. ago. And it's still running great. So, I've had yeah. zero issues with it. Absolutely no problems with it. Uh, I think the only thing I've really upgraded internally is the bolt carrier. I think mm-hmm. it went to a nickel-boron-coated Toolcraft, like a $100 bolt carrier. And I didn't have any issues with the old one. I just... I saw it one day at the gun shop and said, I just want want to take it home with me. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I've had no problems with the gas system. I've had no problems with accuracy or anything. Um, If you want to get an AR, I would suggest something like that. If you have a little bit more money, maybe a Springfield Saint. Um, If you want to build something, you can, right? You can piece some stuff together. Just understand that you need to know what you're looking for. So if you're building it in pieces, try and get it either a from the same manufacturer or really have a good understanding of what you're looking at. Um, for example, a lot of guys that hunt have a ton of three Oh eight. I'll just build an, an AR 10. You cannot sure just an slap them, Huh? I would like an AR 10. Then buy one hole from somebody because you can't just buy an upper and a lower and slap them together with the AR 10 and expect there to not be reliability issues it's a really finicky system and I don't know why. I just everything I've heard in with like the buffer system or something. I have trouble cycling. Yeah, it's probably something to do with the gas system. I've done about 10, the buffer weights. Maybe even fifteen minutes worth of research on the Googler and I'm pretty sure yeah. it has something to do with getting the buffer and gas don't system and, tuned. Don't go out and buy something with a crazy caliber, all kinds of crazy stuff. Just go to shit. BCM just, and write that fat check. You'll feel bad about it for you, only a little while seriously you could do you could do a lot worse than bcm you know uh if i I ever build my ar-10 like if i ever get like that fat year-end bonus where they're like hey trevor we recognize that you've been here spinning your wheels a while here's a five thousand dollar check to show that we appreciate you i'm gonna go spend half of that or better probably Uh, a little bit better probably a little bit more than that on an ar-10 and then i'm gonna wait for the following year's bonus to buy an optic (laughs) yeah i mean um if you're looking to, to put something together best bang for buck um you could do an M and P sport too. Um, sure. I've also heard a lot of good things about. You, hey, pick up a BCM upper, yeah. and a Arrow uh, Precision lower receiver. Um, they don't that's have the forward that's assist. That's pretty good. Kind of bugs me. Uh, it's I mean personal preference, right? You know, um, I know we both started uh, our AR pistols were both straight up Palmetto guns when we got them. No yep. longer, but you know that's what that's what they started life as. You can also do it that way if you're playing the long game and upgrade parts. You're going to spend more money. Right, sure. but if funds availability is but if you your need game, that payment plan, you got to build yeah. your gun on a layaway. You know, yeah, it's, it in pieces it add handguards. It affords hand you the ability to to get that home protection right now, and you just kind of fine tune it over time with things like muzzle device, blast forwarding devices, optics, mags. Yeah, whatever you triggers, need. Triggers, um, a sling. Yeah. So you can you don't have to do it all right now. You know, and I hope that answers the question. Yeah. Um. Do not do not rack up all kinds of credit card debt do not blow your whole savings uh, account don't don't blow through half your kids college fund you know no. those are all the rookie responsible decisions things. take a home equity loan out of your house and we'll do it oh god I guess you could. Your equity's there for a reason, Austin, all right? You might as well put it to use. That's that's a very personal decision. I'm going to get into that. My wife would kill me if I use my equity, if we use part of our equity line, yeah. you know, the one that's there for home remodels and shit. Well, what she doesn't know can only hurt you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. hurt me very badly in the form of a divorce where I lose half my shit. Um, but I digress. So, yeah, don't overextend yourself financially for this. Mm-hmm. Um, make smart decisions. If anything cut your weekly spending, cut out the trips to the bar, cut out the nights we eat out, cut out trips to the movies. Cut out the extra streaming services. You'd be surprised, you know, how quickly you you can pull money together if you pay for, you know, all 12 major streaming services and you only use two of them. Cut some of that shit out. Cancel your cable and go to a streaming service. Yes. You'll save at least 40 bucks a month and in a couple months you'll have enough money to Hey, maybe that's the new bolt carrier I wanted. Hey, maybe that's the new red dot I wanted. Or a red dot if your rifle only has irons right now. So, you know, measure it out. Take a look at your overall financial picture and, and make make good decisions that way. But All right, I think we're about ready to wrap it up because Jax here looks like he needs to make a boom boom. Yeah, go make a tank's... So, uh, yep, that's, uh, we actually still have stuff left on this list. So we'll be getting, I don't know when at some point we'll be going back to this list and, and, trying and the to list is on. always growing people, you know, not yep. many people, if you guys want us to get to, uh, if you guys want us to get to your question, email us prepared.mindset.pod at gmail.com or actually I think it's prepared.mindset.podcast. I can never keep that straight. I should be able to, it's my own prepared.mindset.podcast at gmail.com. So Shoot us a message, right? You got questions you want us to talk about on the air? uh, Shoot over an email, and uh, we'll get it out there. Until next time, you guys. Thanks for checking it out. Like we always say, can I do it? Get out there. Can I do it? Work hard. Stay prepared. Oh, I did early. Son of a bitch! I hate you.